Hello, this is episode 394 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. So race, injustice, inequality, supremacy are always features of my podcasts, of all of my work. It took me a long time to to sort of join the dots in myself. I didn't just set out to improve literacy and to have a reading method, even though I have one, (laughs) to help people to read who are like me. I set out for the world to be secure. I set out for the view between intelligence and literacy to be different. During Black History Month, I try to record at least one podcast that really brings everything together. And for me, everything in my life is based on unconditional love. I had such a different childhood to many people. I didn't see that it, it makes me special you know, in, in the way of just you know, having something to hold on to. It, it provides me with something to gift forward. One of the greatest struggles is not, you know, it, it doesn't take away the struggles. I think that's, that's the crucial part. Because my inner world was so beautiful. And when I left and, and went out into the world and went to school, it was so traumatizing. Because it, it didn't, it took me so long to, to meet people who, who would match my lack of conditions who would match that ability to show up for others. I remember, these, I remember these really distinct moments through all of my life where people would say something nasty about somebody who wasn't present, somebody who I could see was struggling in a certain way, and I would turn around and I would say something, well, I've never found them like that, or I think there's more to it, or I don't think it's right to talk about them in that way. And it would really, it would really shock people, and it would always stop them in their tracks, because they wouldn't necessarily defend myself in that way, but I I would always defend anything that was said in front of me about others. And like I look at Gaza, it's the biggest unfolding of sheer racism playing out on a world platform right now. And I'm like, what are the people really afraid of that are very obviously at this point ethnic cleansing or racist people? And what has struck me is all these interviews with these children who are going to get water or who are making jewellery out of scraps to sell or who are flying kites that's made out of scraps of people's lives. Is there smiling eyes? And yes, I've seen equal moments of loss, grief, devastation in those eyes. But the sheer fact that there is smiling eyes in what they are experiencing and in the the trauma that is unfolding and the rubble and the destruction of their lives and the fear and the the loss the fact that they have smiling eyes is extraordinary the fact that they have a belief bigger than themselves and for me that belief has always been unconditional love i realize and I saw that that heart space of creation that I speak about with black people. They're so drawn to 
this so is so beautiful. It's such a different way of creating to whiteness. That's that same unconditional love. It's that same force that has meant survival for black people. And that same force is taking place in Gaza, in these children, in these horrendous conditions. And I think that's terrifying to white supremacists. I think it's so uncontrollable, unsquashable. It doesn't matter what you throw at it, it still exists. There's a, a force that's so great is so much greater than any bomb you can drop. And I see it in those children's eyes. And I see the continuity in everything I care about, everything that speaks to me, everything that resonates, everything that I was gifted to be able to, to go out into the world, to be able to hurt like I hurt. To be able to sit in that pain and not need to create it and for others. No matter how much it hurts. To always want to be somebody who can hurt rather than to hurt. And I finally see the continuity of the parts of myself. The parts that speak. And I, I also see the purpose to some of the things I've experienced. The purpose to feeling such a disconnect with what was around me from a very small child. Like it started as soon as Montessori school. And it's not about just learning to read. It's about learning to rise above the supremacy of that. But to still be deeply vulnerable and deeply capable of love. To have that contrast between the child I was at home, the happiness, the person I am now in the, in the unconditional spaces that I really trust, but to still show up in all the other ones and just still to be able to hurt, but to still create everything from a place of belief. And this is one of the, the phrases that I, I read by Alice Walker that really, really duck out and I cherish and hold. And that is like, it's the ability to feel so much and to be aware of so much. And I can't read one of her books without needing to go and learn something that I don't know about, some horrible moment that I haven't realized. But her deep love for humanity despite all of that, her deep love for humanity. And despite all that we have done to the Palestinian race and all that we have done to all of the people in Gaza, just look at their love. Look at how the medical profession have held themselves and look in those interviews of those children and how their eyes still shine. You can't kill that. It's true survival. And I believe, and this is conjecture for me, but I believe that when you look at that and you look at those eyes, 
you could be looking at the eyes of black slaves. It's truly comparable. And that is why it has spoken so deeply to African Americans, to black Americans, why they can't possibly not care about the Palestinian people, why so much resonates, why so much speaks, because they know what the white people are truly afraid of, what they're truly trying to kill with those bombs. And that's not possible. It'll never be possible. It will always survive. That love cannot die.